once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you have reached the number one collaborative professional wrestling podcast anywhere on the planet, man. And it's really, really a festive situation as my brother from another mother turns his hat around to get more swagged out for this very special day. It is Christmas Day right here on Clash of the Podcast. My name is Sean Hubbard representing Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. To my immediate left is a one and only Conrad Cushman representing everything pro wrestling. And together we are the one and only Clash of the Podcast. We want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and whatever and however you may be celebrating with your families. Uh, we wish you a very happy holidays. We come to you from upstate New York and Miami. I am down in Miami, made it safely, been with my family all morning going back, but we made sure that we brought to you guys the 69th consecutive episode without delay or without cancellation. We're really proud to say that. So once again, welcome to Clash of the Podcast. We're going to have a good show tonight right here on Christmas Day. Thank you for everybody that's here. Conrad, you already know what it is. Merry Christmas, my brother, and do me a big favor just for the holidays. Do me a favor and drop that thing. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, Clash of the Podcast has your back. We are here once again for episode 69, and yes, sir. Uh, we, we are going to be talking some pro wrestling for you guys. Uh, the wrestling world is crazy, so to me, if you guys watch the old like WWF pay-per-views, remember the free-for-all, Sean? Like that's mm, what I, I feel do. this episode is going to be. It's there's no rules really. We wanted to continue the streak. Uh, Sean has come in. We have planned things that are going to be happening for you guys. We got some big upcoming pay per views. If you're a fan of Battle in the Valley, we got Wrestle Kingdom. We got AEW World's End. Uh, all of these great things and more. They are going to be available on the new Triller TV, especially if you are across the pond for our good listeners over there. Make sure you yes, guys sir. are doing um, Show them some love. We're going to have some previews and things like that coming up. TNA Hard to Kill. I didn't even mention everything. There's so much wrestling happening right now. And it's like yes. weird because Raw's off tonight. We really don't have to like find time to watch it. I'm not like, yo, Sean, you got to check this segment out. You can't miss it or, or something like that. So um, I want to take a second to say that I'm grateful for everyone who listens to us. Make sure you guys subscribe to Sean Hubbard, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Brother works hard, covers boxing, pro wrestling, combat sports, you name it, he covers it. So make sure you guys are checking him out, his writings, podcasts, videos. He goes live randomly. You never know. If a situation occurs, Sean's going live. So make sure you guys pop That's in on him and show him love. Um. I appreciate you guys. Like the video. Easiest way to do this. Listen, I haven't talked about this in a minute. Yo, I'm real close to 2K, and I'm tired of waiting for these 2K subscribers. I need a couple hundred more. So it's the Christmas season. Spread the word for me. Tell someone, Ayo, get in here. Subscribe to Everything Pro Wrestling. Subscribe to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Let's get our numbers up. 
let's make more money and talk about more bucks. I know it's Christmas and that ain't the time for it. it's about giving, but you know what? I need it. So I'm putting, I'm starting it early. We're starting the campaign. Um, and, and next week, if you guys want a small little preview, me and Sean are going to be going over our predictions from last year and making yes. a bunch of yes. new predictions for 2024 for the new year show. No days off. No days off as Joel called us in the chat. Let's uh let's get into it here. E is the first one in the house. He said, "Nice, yes, sir. Welcome, welcome." Joel in the house saying, "Yo, Sir Quills was never far behind." What's up, Conrad? Sean, Chad, happy holidays to everyone. Your boy Sir Quills is back with my two favorite bros, CJ and Hubs, to enjoy the episode sixty-nine, the Christmas edition of Clash of the Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching the football game before I came up. I was watching Raiders Chiefs. I also watched the Knicks get a dub today. Look at that. Little New York. It, it must be Christmas. <laughs> Yo, Randall was balling too, though. I got to give it up. He was. Uh, I'm wearing the Miami hat. Show a little love for uh, Sean, who is out there. And it just matched. Yeah. I, I promise you, like, I, I have teams that just match. But I was like, I'll wear that. I could have wore a Houston one too, but I was like, no, nah, we're wearing the Miami because that's where Sean is. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You know this M is yours. Right Folk Sheezy in the building. Merry Christmas, everyone. And the same to you, Emily. We appreciate you, my G. Always, bro. Always the first to comment, says I'll be there. He's always there. So uh thank you. Thank you for that. And, and shout out to Quills, Joel, and E2. They're all, all of you guys who are always in here, you know who you are. Thank you. Uh, yes, XG, Chris, XGW, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. And here it is, Sean and Conrad's new gimmick, No Days Off. I think Mr. Uh, Darren Young, Fred Rosser, will have an issue with that, but we I'll accept the compliment. Absolutely. We're happy to be here, man. We've been planning this for the longest, man. This family outing that I'm having and, you know, the family over at Conrad's house, we weren't going to stop, man. We 69 episodes in a row. Next week will be number 70, God willing, and on and on and on and on. We're going for 100 without a break. That's the goal. For sure. Uh, for sure. Um, always hustling. Appreciate it. McKinney in the house. Yo, yo, yo. Merry Christmas. Clash of the podcast live chat. I'm here to talk wrestling and let y'all know it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Uh, run yes, DMC. Sir. Christmas in Hollis. One of my favorite songs. I post it every year on Christmas Eve. It's like a tradition. Oh, geez. The run DMC. Legends. Money Mike in the house. What is good? I know you came from the pro wrestling shoot, Mike. And for that, I appreciate you. Merry Christmas, Conrad and Sean. Rock NY in the building. Oh, I'm from I'm from the rough buff, so I respect it. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Everyone laughs when I say rough buff, but yeah, Buffalo, man. Much respect. So you're like a neighboring city to me. Uh Anthony Slate was good. Welcome, Anthony. Look at BJ. Yeah, Hey, what's up, y'all? Sorry, I'm not able to stay for the whole show as it is live, but I'll be adding comments in on it later. Merry Christmas. Hope you all had a great day. Same to you, man. Same to you, my guy. Pro Wrestling Shoes said, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, yes. Jesse. Jesse. Appreciate you, my G. Jesse's going to be on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly the Thursday before 
uh, the Royal Rumble with Conrad. Very special Royal Rumble retro and preview show. Jesse from PWS, Conrad from EPW and Clash of the Podcast, and the co-host of Clash of the Podcast and proprietor of Wrestling Weekly, me, the Thursday before the Royal Rumble. We're going to be talking a lot about the Royal Rumble. And um, Rob and Sean with the big Gucci flex, he said. (laughs) What up, Rob? Rob's downstairs helping the brother out. Thank you, brother. Watching the intern, working with him. Uh, Boy looking like smooth chocolate Pixar character. (laughs) (laughs) Making my Christmas, man. I appreciate you, my G. Shout out to everyone whose team caught a W and made the playoffs. Detroit Lions, baby. Good for them, Yo, man. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I had not have already picked the Buffalo Bills in the preseason to win the Super Bowl, I would be jumping on the Detroit Lions bandwagon. I'm telling you that right now. They are very impressive. I like the coach, man. The coach has made the changes that they've needed for a long time. Yes, sir. Look at Matt Lopez. Happy and honored to be here. Let's go. Honored, Prince Rockstar. Let's go, Rockstar. You must be from Michigan, too. Look at that. It's a lot. Detroit Lions, NFC North champs. Yes, sir. I respect it, man. Guys, listen, we're going to talk some wrestling. Um, Sean, I want to I show some things that I got thus far today. Let's do it. I feel like they're related to the show. Just to kick it off, I know you'll be happy about this one. If if you smell... Uh, my, That's nice, a, guess, Dwayne uh, Johnson, a Dwayne Johnson action figure. That's nice. Yeah. You know? He's got a little it's microphone a with the it's, it's, it's an action, it's an action figure, figure of the guy who plays the Scorpion King. That's really cool. I like that. Very nice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. What? what? I'm not – look, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm a religious dude, okay, so, but I'm going to keep it very, very simple. Us Christians believe it's Jesus's birthday, right? So on Jesus's birthday, I'm not going to lie. A big shout out to the guy who played the Scorpion King in the Truth Fairy and the Mummy Returns. He's a tremendous actor. Big shout out to Dwayne Johnson. What? I don't understand what's going on. The Rock. We got we got a little Scott Hall NWO came with a little tag belt and everything with him. I thought that was dope. All right, I don't understand. Guys. I don't understand why you call Scott Hall Scott Hall, God rest his soul. But yet, when I call Dwayne Johnson Dwayne Johnson, I get I get slack for it. I don't understand this. See, if he had the little poofy hair and the blue tights, he'd be Rocky Maivia. But he's the I Rock. Mean, I don't know who that is. His name. All I know is this: he's a tremendous actor. I get. Listen, let me tell you something. Right here from my right here from his hometown, Miami, Florida. Big shout out to Dwayne Johnson. Okay. I understand he's been a very successful, thank you, you took the word right about, a very successful college football player, played some time in the Canadian Football League. He's been a tremendous actor for many years. I understand he had another job at some point. You know what's really cool? Dwayne Johnson, I've never seen him, but Dwayne Johnson actually appeared on SmackDown about a month ago. It was really cool. I didn't know people from, you know, it's similar to the way like, you know, Bob Barker, God rest his soul, and some other Shaquille O'Neal have come over to the wrestling world to, to be guest host on SmackDown and Raw. Really cool to see the Tooth Fairy and the, the Scorpion I, I King come that, on to uh, WWE. Tournament. I heard Australia made a bid for him. It's a tremendous thing. It's a tremendous thing when people outside the wrestling world make an appearance on wrestling television. Hey, Mike, we don't cheer for the Dolphins over here. Knock it off. 
knock it off. We we need them to lose to the Ravens real bad because we coming for that top spot. The Tooth Fairy, here we go. I just Are don't understand, Chad. Guys? I don't know why Conrad. I don't know why my co-host, my brother. We're friends. I don't know why my brother continues to ignore me when I say shout out to Dwayne Johnson. I don't understand what the issue is. Actually, factually right. It's just it seems me. I even got one for Bray Wyatt. R.I.P. Man, this one kind of hit Rest. me in the feels when I saw it pop up. So, Rest in peace. Rob got one too. And um, listen, I know I'm talking from away. It wouldn't be a fair podcast if we didn't get an AEW action figure. Uh, someone came through with a little pretty Ricky, little Ricky Starks, little. Uh, That's dope. That's dope. And I, and I want to say this before we get into the content because I really think it's awesome that you showed the action figures. That's super dope. But I just want to add one quick thing, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Um, I think that if Dwayne Johnson ever got into wrestling, he'd probably be a big success. He would be. And speaking of big successes, freshly new and arrived. Nice shirt for, for CM Punk. Not Amazing. that I'm a fan or, or biased when we talk about this at all, you know. He wrestles. He wrestles. Yeah, yeah. The Royal Rumble. He's gonna oh, be God. there. He's gonna be so there. my boy, my boy Jay Uso off the Raw poster. Don't get me started. He did not do anything. See, this, oh, I, this is what I'm, I, I need people to start taking this up with their manager, Paul. So direct your hate towards Paul, who's in charge of that. Help Paul that he can fix it. I want to go on record because nobody's going to say I'm being unfair. It is not CM Punk's fault that CM Punk took Jay Uso's place on the Raw banner. I would never blame Phil Brooks for that. CM Punk deserves to be on the Raw banner, but so does Jay Uso. Why they did that, I could not tell you. Um, let me see. McKinney, I don't know if they have the different finisher names on there. Maybe it's on the box. I didn't look at it. Um, I usually keep those in the box now, all the action figures. I usually don't mess with them. The Rock. We talking about The Rock, Dot, and Rock. Oh, come right, on. Right. You know what? I want to thank M. Lazy for that because let me tell you something, Conrad. And I don't know why you're laughing. That's a really good question by uh, by M. Lazy. You know, there was a wrestler by the name of Rock Don Morocco. He wrestled for many years. He he uh, was a, a, a superstar that fought against um, – Fought against uh, Don, uh, excuse me, um, Dino Bravo at a WrestleMania in the championship tournament. Really, really strong wrestler. But yeah, oh, so you were talking about the Rock? Was that the Rock Don Morocco action figure you showed me? That's awesome. No, that, no, that was the Rock. The, the people. Okay, well, champ. I'm confused. Well, oh, they called Don Morocco the people's champ. That's no, cool. No, they they never did. Okay. Well, I'm confused. So let's just, let's just move on. McKinney said, quick question. Have you seen the Bo Dallas videos on YouTube? And do you think WWE is or would use the idea? Uh, do you think the AOP will save a drowning carrying cross? Uh, I have not seen these Bo Dallas videos. Do you know what he's referring to? I have not seen the Bo Dallas videos either, but I'm really excited about AOP. So you think that works with cross? Looks like they may even have Paul Ellering back with them. Yeah, I, I think it better. Better work for Cross. So Cross is about his days are numbered in WWE. Yeah, that Cross has gotten a lot of start, stop, start, stop. But you can't have this guy getting beat like this either. Like it's very weird how they're pushing him. Uh, Jason joins us. My mom got me Cobra Kai pajama pants for Christmas. 
Did Kyra tell her to get me these? Cobra Kai never dies, bruh. She knows. She knows, Jason. Um, yeah, I'm sorry Charlotte got injured. I saw Charlotte's going to be out for nine months, and yeah, she got a bag, supposedly. Good for her. Good yep. for her. The people's champ, someone got a DDP figure. You know what? And let me tell you something. BJ always calls me out on my crap. And I always call BJ out on his crap. And we have grown. BJ, correct me if I'm wrong. We have grown to respect each other. And I love that comment. Yes, the people's ch- Now I understand. It's a DDP action figure. I get it now. Con- Why didn't you say that from the start, Conrad? I'm moving forward with Merry this. Christmas. Merry Christmas. What a wonderful. We're giving shout outs to the Rock Dog, the only true rock and wrestling Don Morocco, the People's Champ Diamond Dallas Page, and the actor Dwayne Johnson. This is tremendous. Merry Christmas. BJ is letting us know the Bo Dallas videos are fake and made by an impersonator, and it made me mad that stuff gains traction. Did not see it. Uh, mm-hmm. E back saying, yo, uh, Jocelyn yo. says, Happy Christmas to all. Merry Christmas, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, Merry Christmas to you. Absolute respect, Sean. Uh, Prince Rockstar says Mercedes got unfinished business in Japan. We're, we're going to get into a little Mercedes here. Uh, my daughter's into figures, and I got her a Jay Cargill and Tamina Gen 1. Nice. I love it, McKinney. I love it. Awesome. Matt Lopez says all hail President Tanahashi. New Japan making a crazy move the last couple of days. I'm with it. Yes, I think Tanahashi announces at Wrestle Kingdom. Here's a bold prediction for you already for uh, next week. Tanahashi's going to announce his retirement. I'll give you one mm. right now. And he is going to stay in that president role. You know what? That would not surprise me. I think that's a solid prediction. Dougie Fresh in the house. Uh, Merry Christmas, Conrad, Sean, and Chet. Teach me how to Dougie. Hey, teach me how to Dougie. Teach me, teach me how to Hey. Hey. Hey, welcome, Doug. Welcome. Um, let's get into this. We someone brought up Mercedes, so I guess that's the first name here we're gonna talk about. Uh Mercedes Monet. Uh, we were gonna talk about places where people need to sign the main event scene in WWE. This one's mainly about AEW, but Mercedes Monet is a free agent kind of hanging around on the market. People thought she was going to be going to AEW after all in Sean. What what's gonna happen here, brother? Like, where what if you're Mercedes? Supposedly, she's asking for a lot of money. I've heard some people say she deserves the money, and I've heard other people say she does not deserve Charlotte money. Where do you stand on this, and where should she sign? What works best for Mercedes Monet to get the bag she wants? I think Mercedes Monet is a megastar, which is a good thing, but I think she knows it, which is a bad thing. And the reason why it's a bad thing is because she knows it and she wants somebody to pay for it. And the news about Charlotte's deal has obviously circulated and she feels that she wants top dollar. Uh, No, I'm not talking about hit row. So at the end of the day, all I can say is when it comes to WWE, AEW, New Japan or anybody else, I think she's worth it. I think AEW is probably the best fit. But man, she is really she's really drawing a line in the sand, and I don't know if that's the best idea uh, to become more, a little bit of a diva in this situation. Again, I think Monet Mercedes Monet is a top three or four competitor in the entire world as it relates to female wrestling. But 
And I think she deserves as much as Charlotte Flair. Let me go on record as saying that as well. But it's it's a tough thing when you draw a line in the sand like that because if somebody doesn't cross that line, then you're kind of like caught between a rock and a hard place. I respect that. I respect that. Um, I don't know what to do here with Mercedes. Um, Quills is popping in. Mercedes better not go back to the WWE, even though that may be the destination. I mean... It's hard to trust AEW, especially in the women's division, though. Like, are, is she going there to turn it around? Is there some big plan in place to turn it around? Or are we going to just do what we've been doing this whole time? Mercedes turned business around for stardom. Mercedes turned business around for WWE, I think. I think they made it pretty cool to be a part of the women's division. I know people want to paint the picture that it was just Becky and Charlotte. And trust me, me and Shauna brought it up. I'm one of the people who has the biggest issue with that because you called on Sasha Banks, Mercedes, whatever you want to call her, time after time after time to help make Charlotte, help make Becky, help make Bailey, help make Rhonda. When was it going to be her turn? She was in that same role. Mm-hmm. The CM Punk Macho Man, you're number two. Mm-hmm. We, we don't respect you, but we're going to tell you you're great, but then we're going to smack you when you really think you deserve something. Absolutely. We're going to show you that you don't deserve it. And she's tired of it. She knows what she's worth. She knows what she deserves. Um, at this point, I don't know. AEW's in a bad place, Sean. We, I don't even know. We got really deep into the whole Paramount and what's going on with that deal. Paramount might merge with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. There's a lot of mergers happening, and I don't want to get into like how I feel business-wise about them because, I don't know, some people are going to hate it and some people are going to agree with me, but <sighs> is, is AEW a safe bet for her right now? I think it's a safe bet, but I think, like I said, she's drawn a line in the sand, so now it's a matter of whether or not the powers that be, um, Con or whoever else, makes a decision to um, just go for what Monet wants and then figure out where we go from here, but Again, like I said, I think the best thing about Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, is, is also the worst thing about her, which is the fact that she's an absolutely amazing superstar, top-of-the-line talent that knows it. And now, like I said, I think the biggest key here, and we can't gloss over it, is the fact that Charlotte's deal has become common knowledge. So now there's a benchmark, okay? And when there's a benchmark you have a problem because now there's a line that she refuses to allow anyone to go beneath that. So um, will somebody succumb to it? Probably AEW more so than WWE would. But at the end of the day, I think Mercedes Monet will find a home, but unfortunately for wrestling fans all over the world, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. Not bad. I mean, the Royal Rumble is coming up and I see a lot of people speculating E saying that she deserves more. I know Quills mentioned don't go back to WWE, but it's a different regime too. It's not Johnny Ace is gone. Uh, John Laurinaitis, uh, if we use his government name, Vince McMahon is not in a powerful or creative type. Well, I shouldn't say powerful. He's a power in a powerful position, but he's not in a creative mm-hmm. position to do harm to her character. If that was an issue. Um, so is it different? But then again, things could change. You thought he was gone before, and ha ha, I'm back. You know what I mean? All it takes is for something to go sideways. Who knows? Um, Matt Lopez, great point. Sasha put Bianca on the map. I love that match that they put on at WrestleMania. That main event. And also, I think, 
Right. Great point by Emily. And also, I want to say Sasha Banks also helped make Charlotte Flair too. helped make. She put Bianca on the mat. Charlotte was already on the mat, but Charlotte polished herself off the matches she had with Sasha Banks. No question. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Nah, it's a different story. If it's Monet, WBD will not want um, more women on TV. That's the AEW issue for everyone who is a women's wrestling fan. And I know there's a lot of people I've, I've changed my view on it even over the last like 20 years. When you look at women's wrestling, if that's not drawing, what, what are you telling Tony Khan to put on your television? Just think about that. If that, if those are always the lowest segments, what is Tony Khan thinking when he sees that? Mm, this ain't it. This ain't it. So wh- why would he invest into Mercedes unless she's going to change the whole division? She would have to be front and center in everything, on everything, and she has to bring in the ratings. That's what it's got to be. Jocelyn says her going back to sports entertainment is not going to make her the top female. If she goes for the money, I'll just be indifferent. Um, Still got to eat. Still got to eat. She's only got for so many years in this business. I think what we have to remember about a Mercedes Monet return to WWE specifically is, and I think this is what Jocelyn is saying, I think we have to think about the fact that whether it's the Royal Rumble or whenever, it's going to be a huge pop, right? It's going to be an amazing return whenever she comes back, if she comes back to WWE. But it's not about the initial pop. It's about what happens afterwards. Because like I've said to you, Conrad, before, this will sound familiar to you. Everybody gets a pop when they return, except if your name is Emma or Dana Brooke. Everybody, everybody gets a pop. The Jonathan Coachman, Jonathan Coachman, a few years ago got a huge pop on Monday Night Raw. Everybody gets excited for people they haven't seen in a while. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's human nature to get excited when you see somebody you haven't seen in a while. I'm excited to see my family that I haven't seen in a while. Everybody gets excited about seeing fan, somebody that, that they haven't seen in a while. It's about what happens afterwards. And my question is, Mercedes Monet, if you go back to WWE, what happens then? What happens after the thrill of you going back to WWE? And that's why I think AEW is the best option because she'll immediately be in a championship picture. She'll immediately be a main eventer. And there'd be no question that she'll have the staying power to be a main eventer for many, many more years to come. With WWE, before you know it, in six months, she could be back on Velocity wrestling, uh, <laughs> wrestling uh, whoever. You know what I'm trying to say? We don't want that for her. McKinney says she wants more than what Charlotte got. She's tripping, but she could get close to it. Just think uh, you got a lot of young women coming up and got to have money to keep them around. But that's not her problem. Not her problem. Yeah, she does not care. And I think now with Charlotte out, that's just money being sit going away. I don't I don't know if she gets paid during that time. I don't know how the contracts are set up in WWE for injury. I'm sure she has the downside guarantee she has to get, but she might be losing out on extra things like merch sales, things like that at the shows. But now you have a void at WrestleMania that it's either not going to be filled or you have someone on the roster that's going to fill it. They talk yeah, about Jane Cargill if she's not ready. Well, you might need to make that call to Mercedes and say it's it's boss time. 
How much? Well, don't be the fool, don't be the foolish one that comes back and gets paid a boatload of money just just to win the title, uh, just to hold it for Charlotte when she comes back and wins it in ten seconds when she comes back from her hiatus. Right, Ronda Rousey. Uh, Prince Rockstar Becky still got to get paid too. Yep, that's true. That's true. Easy said Paramount. Can the girl who played the Golden Child take a bump? Wrestling back on MTV. Hey, you never know. Deanna said, Mary Grinchmas. What's going on, Deanna? Prince Rockstar, Vince is the Grinch. <laughs> Johnny Skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Bailey, Mercedes are always behind Charlotte and Becky. And yeah. I disagree with that. I mean, it's personal preference, though. I know some people who love Charlotte and they'll say Charlotte's the best, but I, I'm Mercedes is my favorite out of the four. You ask Mercedes, me. Sasha Banks only been number one in my book. Uh, people know they haven't seen in a while. Uh, wrestling back on MTV, y'all, y'all laughing. Shaw might have started. Heat might be back, baby. It might be back. Uh, having Mercedes is best for business. Velocity, Shannon Moore, like Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore, good dude. Good dude. Um, main event scene. Sean, we're going to talk about this with with AEW. There's been kind of a this has been turning into what's a, what's a nice way to say this? This is the place where older wrestlers get to go to do what they want, go out on their terms. If there's no spot for them in WWE or New Japan, sounds or about right. Sounds about right. Um, looking up at the top, you have a young MJF, but then you have a, a wrestling veteran. Samoa Joe. I've enjoyed Joe's work though. Christian Cage and Adam Copeland is another big matchup here for the TNT Championship. Uh, down at the bottom, we do see some fresh faces in Julia Hart and Abaddon, and we see some veteran women's wrestlers in Tony Storm and Riho. Um, looking at all of this, what is your outlook on the main event scene? More specifically, I guess, for someone like MJF. He's here now. Uh, there were some speculations about his contract status. I don't know what you feel of those. I'd be interested to hear your take. My take is that he's already signed, and I don't believe anything he's saying. Tony Khan would have been a fool to give him more money and not make him resign. There is no way on God's green earth that MJF has not put his pen to paper as of yet for AEW. It is a done deal. He will be back. He is not going anywhere. Tony Khan would be an idiot to let him go. That being said, wow, he has really lost a lot of stock in my book. Because of the MJF, yeah, MJF has become John Cena. Uh, Deep dive, deep dive. Well, when you look at his character and you look at the things he's accomplished in the past year, he's obviously straight away from the, the, the heel character, which is obviously his best work, right? All of a sudden now he's being nice to announcers. He's giving Renee Paquette respect. He's giving Tony Tony Schiavone high fives. He's telling everybody how great they are. And he's he's a fan favorite and all this stuff. That's not MJF. That's not MJF. It's a force-fed situation. Who was the last one who was force-fed to us that's not named Roman Reigns? John Cena. At the end of the day, when you sit up here and you have a man who is as talented as MJF and you force-feed him to us, it becomes stale. Now everyone is clamoring. Correct me if I'm wrong, Conrad. Clamoring for a title change. I think 
more so than not, people would be very disappointed if Joe does not win this match. And that's a problem because what we should be doing is putting MJF in a position where people are upset if he loses. But that's not going to be the case. I promise you, if and when Samoa Joe wins the title at World's End, the fans will cheer and it will be a feeling of satisfaction because MJF has been force fed to us like a baby being force fed stewed peas. Mm. I, I I do not like the babyface role. I prefer MJF as a heel. It's uh it feels Ric Flair esque Miz kind of when they're babyfaces. It's like this just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, it's like when they ever tried to make Sting a heel or Ray Mysterio. It's like it doesn't work, man. It just yeah. it's not it's not it. Even if they're walking that line, like mm, I need them as the clear cut babyface. That's just what they do. Uh, and I think MJF's just a clear, he's a heel at heart. He's just a heel. He's someone that you want to, he's annoying. You want to punch him in his face when he talks that mess. That is who he is. Um, there's a lot of fear going on with the main event scene. Um, and Sean, if you're in Tony Khan's position, do you rely on some of these? I'm going to use a, a young person's term because they may call me this an old head. Do you rely on these older guys who've been around for a long time, the Edge, the Christians, the Joes right now? Or should they be leaning into the younger folks on their roster? Well, I want to say, I want to say that I think it's, it's, it's not factually accurate to list Joe and the same elk as Edge. Um, Edge is an older wrestler. Okay. Now, for all intents and purposes, so is Samoa Joe, but there's just a different level in my opinion. Edge is clearly past his prime. I think in many ways, Samoa Joe is still in his prime. You have to understand that Joe's run in NXT was very limited. And Joe's run, though long in NXT a couple of years, it also was the void of a lot of high-quality matches. He was the NXT champion. He was the face of the, the brand. But he was never a guy that was running the road being world champion the way he would be if he won this title on December 30th. So you're putting him in a position where he could probably be in line for the best run of his career at the age he's at now. Nobody would ever say that Adam Copeland is going to embark on the best run of his career at this stage. There's only one person in the business at an advanced age that is wrestling at the top of their capability. It really doesn't have much to do with wrestling. It's about how wonderful he's been on promos and that's Christian Cage. So when you think about that, you want to definitely take Samoa Joe out of that, you know, edge um, category because edge is clearly respectfully hall of fame status over the hill while Joe is not. That being said, I don't have a problem putting the, the 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 horse, making Joe your horse and having him lead you into the new year. I just think that you have to be very careful with MJF because MJF could retain the title and it could work. The problem is, I think, like I said, he's been force fed to us and he's starting to become the guy that fights four on one handicap matches and still wins. He's starting to become that guy that jumps over the top rope and does amazing moves over the top rope. And I'm not knocking any of that. But that's not what made MJF famous. MJF was became famous because MJF is an a-hole. And this whole I'm your a-hole, I'm your scumbag thing, it doesn't work for me. He needs to get back to his roots. And if he doesn't, the fans are going to continue turning on him, which is already starting. I've heard a couple of boos the last couple of weeks when he's come out to do some promos. And you know what? Like I said, I think Samoa Joe will be the, the fan favorite on December 30th. 
Interesting take. Interesting take on that. Um, I appreciate the comments I just had popping up. Uh, I know I saw uh, Jocelyn put that this is MJF's early legacy. Cody Rhodes even made the prediction that he thinks we'll see MJF over with him in WWE. Little uh, ee, ee, with with what's don't going me, on with that. Get me started on Christmas. Do not get me started on that dude on Christmas. I'm gonna I'm gonna fold this in. Um, MJF recently this week on Dynamite told Swerve, I'll break both of your arms so you can always swerve while you drive. Now, this is leading into me talking about Swerve, who I think ascended into the main event scene in the last couple weeks, maybe months. Um, you do tryouts and I sign contracts. So Swerve must have been one of the people who got signed while MJF had the story with Regal about, yeah. Not today, son. Not today, sunshine. So he got put on. I loved the interaction between them. This made Swerve feel like a main eventer. I loved it. I thought it was important. Um, Big shout out to the homie Montezzi, who uh, co-hosts the podcast, Swerve City Podcast with Swerve, does my theme song as well on Wednesdays. Swerve is ascendant, my brother. Um... I think it's time, and I know. Well, I'll save my thoughts on it. Give me your thoughts on Swerve Strickland in the main event. Simply put, Swerve Strickland is the most entertaining professional wrestler on AEW television in December of 2023. Barnum. I look forward to every time Swerve Strickland steps into the ring. I look forward to every time Swerve Strickland. <laughs> I look forward to every time Swerve Strickland gets on a microphone. He, with his tremendous wrestling talent, his tremendous mic skills, and the swagger that comes with Prince Nana, they are on top of the world right now. And I think it would be a travesty of justice a travesty of justice if he does not ascend to a world championship. And notice I did not say TNT championship. I did not say international championship. Swerve Strickland should be the AEW world champion. John, look at what they did this week. Keith Lee remembered that they had a feud finally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were all clamoring for it for weeks. I'm like, there's no way they don't see this. And now they're finally getting back to it. And he's Keith Lee seems like he's running the gauntlet with Mogul Embassy. By the way, an accident that wasn't supposed to happen. Merged two groups together because there were some issues happening with Swerve's group. They had some injuries. Swerve, you're with these guys now. You're the leader. Okay. Wow. Put him with Nana and things changed greatly. It's oh, yeah. a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I wish I AR Fox was time to pull the trigger on that too, Conrad. I think it's about the time you pull the trigger. It's it's about time for Mobile Embassy to turn on him, okay? And let's and that's a face turn that I would love to see. It's time for Mobile Embassy to turn on Swerve Strickland, and for Prince Nana and Swerve to continue on as tremendous fan favorites and ascend to the world championship. I think Swerve is on the cusp of being the biggest baby face in AEW. The dance is over with the people. That should be a babyface thing. Nana should also get turned on with Swerve because why would he <laughs> stay with all of those folks at this point? Why? What's Brian Cage doing for him? 
What's the Gates of Agony doing for him? Go for it. Go for it. But I think you're waiting for the right moment to do it. Um, I want to see. I want to see Mobile Embassy surround him in the ring and beat the crap out of him. I want Mobile Embassy to beat the dog crap out of Swerve Strickland and turn him babyface and skyrocket him to the world championship. Even if it means costing the match with Lee. Swerve doesn't have to win everything. I'm going to get into that in one second. Swerve, Deanna says, has been on a career-changing run. That I will agree. Cody was an AEW EVP. Is that tampering? No, technically not because now he's just talent. Uh, shout out to Swerve doing a video in the Jaguar Stadium. I'm sure Tony Khan loved it and set it up. Good for them. MJF versus Swerve is a money feud waiting to happen. MJF retaining the title would make sense for this to go down. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. And I agree with Quills. They did a lot of foreshadowing here, but doesn't that spoil the devil stuff too? It's weird because you would think the devil stuff would lead to MJF losing the title, but we're getting back to him and Swerve. So... Not sure. Is it going to be Keith Lee and Swerve in the C2? Keith Lee is not in, good sir. So that is not happening. Matt Riddle still in a few with the bloodline outside of WWE. I did see him make his return to uh, MLW. Um, getting back into this, these are your main events here for the finals for the Blue League and Gold League. Swerve is in this. This was the right thing to do. Swerve, Moxley, and Jay White all lost to each other is the best way it goes. And mm-hmm. looking at this, that that is for a triple crown championship with the ROH title, New Japan Strong. Swerve does not need to lose this match, but Swerve also does not need this championship. He does not need to be in this finals. That's, that's, why, why, you're the best, that's why you're the best in the business, Conrad, 100%. Oh, so what, what is the matchup for the pay-per-view here, then? So we're Xing out Swerve, if me and you say that. What is the big matchup, then? I think you give Eddie Kingston a chance to defend the Triple Crown. I mean, he's obviously the, the current champ, has one of the titles. I think you have him be in a situation where he can go all the way to the end, uh, where his vision of being able to defend the title in this tournament comes to fruition. And I think you have him run it back with, with John Moxley and have Moxley win. So you're saying Moxley becomes the first champ, but Kingston – Ever so close, always the bridesmaid, yes. never the bride. Well, I'm not, no, not never the bride, not never the bride because he's champion now. What I'm saying is that I think that him winning this tournament is a little unrealistic as much as I like him. Um, but I love, I love him being the guy that uh, decided he wanted to defend the championship in this tournament format. I love him going to the finals and I love him losing a heartbreaker to John Moxley. I love it. I love it. Um, E says, will Swerve as the face, will he lose the magic? Does he have to stop breaking and entering opponents' houses? Quill says, Swerve should hands down be the first black uh, world champion in AEW history. He is too over of an act not to be. 100. Uh, Mike showing love to L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, his stock had dropped kind of. uh, Lately, I know they're trying to pick him back up, but this is... this is what we said was going to happen. WWE, Jay Uso, <laughs> LA Knight. <laughs> the list goes on and that. Oh boy, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. 
Deanna says they are benefiting Swerve right now. Let him be a baby face or even that Stone Cold kind of run. But Sean brought up a good point, though. You could have Mogul Embassy turn on him and Nana, keep them together, because they'll just say, well, we're well, you're not taking care of us anyway, so we don't need you. Get out of here. And Keith Lee could then join them. Keith Lee could then be like, you're my guys now. Because I, I think Keith Lee needs something different. Keith Lee coming out in a Santa hat ain't it, Chief. I love Keith Lee. Well, Conrad, you may be up to you may be on to something with that idea. I like that. I like Why that not? a lot. Because Keith More Lee needs Keith. something different. I agree. Just putting it out there. I don't think Keith Lee and Shane Taylor are gonna be in a tag team anymore, but why couldn't Keith Lee be a heel? And you know what you just did? You just took Deanna's point that was a great point that she just made, and you just made it even better. You know what you just proposed, right? By accident, you know what you just proposed? You proposed WrestleMania 13. Mm -hmm. Little double turn. Uh, McKinney says, fire. That promo was dope, and it put him right in the visual forefront of the AEW title picture. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. And if you put the title on him, AEW might find themselves better off. I think that's the route they need to go right now. MJF's not dead in the water either. I know you have to keep him in uh, a bigger uh, picture. But, yeah, that I think that's just the way you go. MLW, yeah, we'll take you, Fed of the Modern Era. Cray said, I'm late, but Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome, Cray. Appreciate you, my brother. Swerve shouldn't take the pen. Everyone's saying Kingston Moxley, it looks like. Agreeing with you, Sean. Best return of the year is me calling that CM Punk makes his return at home. Thank you, Phil Brooks. Kingston versus Mox, even if I love for it to be Brian in the finals winning, the titles have a run with the belts. Uh, and Listen, you could easily have Kingston win, too, and he could be the underdog who came back and, yay, that, that's what we do if you don't want Moxley in that spot. Uh, Moxley-Kingston should happen just for New Japan purposes. Uh, truth be told, I hope Kingston wins the Triple Crown, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Mox. It could be, it could be Jay White, too. You never know how they want to treat him. Um, now for 2024, I'd like to see the return of the legendary AJ Lee. She could pop up in the Rumble. We, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the future on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, January 25th, which is a Thursday with the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Make sure you guys are tuned in. Um, Eddie Moxley is my pick. You know WWE doesn't know how to strike when the iron is hot because that's a good idea. We all know what that means. Know what that means, Quilly. Appreciate you. It's 69 episodes, and that phrase still goes strong in this chat. Yes, yes, I have to question continuing to watch AEW. Swerve doesn't become champ with this great run. I think it's going to still take some time, too, though. I don't think it's going to happen right away, but they got some time to build this up. I would hope we see something before all in, mm-hmm. is my guess. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Uh, Mary Yeet, Miss Eric says, and to all a good year. Uh, look at that. Love Eddie Kingston. Bret Hart should have retired Goldberg. Eddie doesn't need to win. Uh, I think he should be AEW world champion soon. Facts, 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 facts. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we're going to be talking about these finals coming up on Wednesday. Clash of the uh, Clash of the Podcast is now Wednesday nights. Me and Derek do AEW Dynamite reviews. Make sure you guys come on in and check it out. Mm-hmm. With the man.
Look at Keith Lee. Said he's got a house to tear down brick by brick. It's time. We're finally going to get this feud. I've been waiting for this. Like I said, you could do some big things with this. Some things just look right. They look right. And I just had to put that up just so uh, the fine folks would see, man. I know we we could deep dive into Swerve all day being in the main event. But um, let's talk about AEW from a business perspective. Sean, what did you make of these releases? Or it sounds like that they were mutual. Like, hey, I got a better offer. I'm out. Peace. Thanks a lot, though, Tony. It was fun starting this with you. Deuces. Mm-hmm. Matt Jackson's wife appears to be gone from the merchandising side of things. And we also had somebody leave who was in charge of live events. Sounds like he's going to be working for the uh, Brooklyn Nets now. Right. Um, I, yeah, I think that move to the Brooklyn Nets was just a business move. Um, but as it relates to you know the other changes in the company, I think it's just a, matter, a sign of the times. I think you they've been bringing on a lot of people for a lot of time bro and i think there comes a point where it's like okay you know what maybe we need to reevaluate our spending habits our salaries our income versus our output you know what i'm saying and pretty much figure out what's what and who's who as far as it relates to necessary employees right so when you have a decision about necessary employees you might come across a name that you glossed over in the past because you weren't really worried about it. But now it's like, okay, is this person really necessary? Do we need this company uh, to have this person in order to be successful or is this person expendable? I know that sounds a little bit cutthroat, but it's business, right? And I think that's what this is. I don't think it's one of those undercover storyline things. When I say storyline, I mean real life storyline, business behind the scenes things where, okay, WWE released 14 people because they're trying to save money to bring in CM Punk or something like that. I think this just AEW trimming the fat and they realize that they're trying to get be in this for the long haul right and that bringing in everybody and their brother is just not best for business to coin a phrase i i think that there's also something to look at as in wwe did just release a bunch of people because of merging companies and there's overflux of talent you don't need three hr people if all these companies are merging together you only need one um, so who gets to stay, who gets to go? And people got to put their people in the spot. Some people, hey, you're gone. <sighs> With that being about the, about the time, this ties into my point from last week or two weeks ago, about four years, you know, about four and a half, five years, where they're like, okay, you know what, we need to reevaluate. Um, like I said, there's no coincidence. Like I said, WWE, major issue from the time Raw was, uh, was in, to, introduced to the world in 1993, four and a half. Half years later, they're in, uh, you know, they're in flux. Had to make some changes. 1995, Nitro. By 1999, going into 2000, flux. Had to make some changes. Unfortunately, those changes did not work out to the point where they had to go out of business. AEW, same thing. 2019, we're going into 2024. Now we have to figure out, okay, you know what? Who needs to be here? Who doesn't? And whoever's here has to be strictly to make this company be in the black. When I mean black, I mean red and black. Red being deficit. Black being profit. Everything has to make sense moving forward. I And I agree with that. And I think that was uh, some of the issues. Live events has been one of their weak areas recently, too. So maybe a change in that department is a good thing. I personally just don't think there's anything that can help. Uh, Sean opened my eyes to it with the devil storyline. 
it, it was when I had my aha moment when you were explaining it to me. And I keep saying this, but it like something clicked when you were talking about it. Nothing is going to be good enough for a while for them. Nothing. I don't care if they brought in Okada, Goldberg, whomever. Whoever they bring in is not good enough until mm -hmm. Triple H messes up. This is chess now. You have to wait for the moment where, oh, man, we're all mad at Triple H because he made this decision. Checkmate. That's when you step in and you have to do checkmate. Got you. I'm over here doing it, though. Come check mm -hmm. me out. That's what they need to be waiting for. They, they're kind of waiting in the wing, but you also have to operate business as usual. Um. Kevin Sullivan, someone brought up as was a production guy who was let go as well. Hired uh, by he was a guy from WWE. Yeah, Kevin was with WWE in the beginning. Then he went to Impact, and then he came over to AEW. Um, yeah, the other guy came in, and supposedly he's taking over Kevin's duties, who was doing the post production and everything else. Uh, that sucked. I like Kevin Sullivan, um, not the Taskmaster, by the way. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of changes, like Sean said, and you're gonna have to look at things and reevaluate. Look, the Bucks' wife, um, Matt Jackson's wife, Dana, she was there since the beginning, too. And they're look at they're making a move. I think in her position, AEW grew much faster than people expected it to. They came True. in in 2019 as like this is a small company, WWE released all those people, and AEW bit and took Swerve. Give me Keith Lee. Give me, uh, I'm trying to think of who else got released at that time, Mercedes Martinez. We just saw the video packages from Ali, Ziggler. Like, there's a lot of talent out there. You got to pick and choose who you want. So, you just, you just gave me your flower. You just gave me um, some flowers for my point about um, the Masked Man storyline. Allow me to reciprocate and give you some flowers because. What we need to realize also is that when it comes to AEW, yes, you're 100% right. They're going to have to wait for Triple H to make a mistake. And let me take the time to say shame on you, AEW. Shame on you, All Elite Wrestling, for putting yourselves in that position. Because Conrad is exactly right. Now you have to wait until Triple H messes up. Now it's a situation where you're the number five team in the country. And you have to hope that number one, two, three, or four loses for you to get into the college football playoff because you made the mistake. You put all your eggs in a basket and you made some significant decisions that made some significant setbacks to your company. And now you need the other team to mess up. So allow me to piggyback off of that great point you just made. Yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy, actually, that they are in the wild card, per se, or they're trying to get into the wild card, and they've made some some errors, and how do you get in? You're waiting for, like, well, I need this team to beat this team, and then I can finally try to make my move here, and then I got to win, too. Making more work for yourself. Um, and, I, and I think that this company has just grown, like I said, it's it's a travesty when you go to these AEW shows and there's not enough shirts. You know who always has enough shirts? These guys always did. They never ran out of merch when you go to the stands. If they did, it was a crazy night. Crazy night for business. Where's the sting masks? 
you don't have sting masks. You you show up, they're, they're selling action figures that are signed. They have some t-shirts, but where is the goods? Where's the stuff that you want that's there? You know, they're always missing things. So I, I've always thought AEW could do better in that aspect. And I'm hoping the next person who comes in amplifies it. You know what I they mean? They want um, major league results. Yeah, well, now you're, you're dealing with... Himself. I was gonna say you're dealing with CM Punk. You could have had, you could have sold more of his shirts probably if you had them. I'm a Punk fan, Sean. I would go to these shows. I'm like, oh, not my size. See ya. Oh, you don't have it right now. Peace. I'm out of here. Oh, it's is it on sale or is it not at this moment? Nah. Well, what I, well the analogy I was gonna make to your point is this: at the end of the day, you're conducting yourself like a minor league team and wanting major league results. You know what the you know what you know what the key when you get called up from the minor leagues from AAA to major league baseball. Do you know what the big change is besides obviously you're on the big stage and you're you're playing in the show? The difference is steak compared to hamburger. The difference is your locker has an iPad and a USB port for all your electronics while the locker that you had in AAA had nothing but a hanger for your cloak for your uniform. The difference is you're riding around in a limousine going to a jet airplane compared to what you were doing before was riding a school bus to another bus. That's the difference. If you want to be considered major league, then you need to conduct yourself as major league. And respectfully, I'm saying this respectfully. I think they're a heck of an organization. House of Glory Wrestling. House of Glory Wrestling has those kind of issues. House of Glory Wrestling will run out of shirts here and there. House of Glory will have issues with this, that, and the third. But they're considered to be somewhat of a lesser tier of an organization. So they get away with that kind of stuff. And by the way, Big shout out to wrestler, to House of Glory Wrestling. Big shout out to my good friend TJ Marconi and everybody over there because they're putting on a tremendous product. I say that with respect. They are a, a company that is seen to be something that is a step below the major organizations. WWE never runs out of merchandise. Never. And your AEW and you're running out of merchandise, that's a that's a major faux pas. It's not even that they're running out, Sean. It's there. It's like they're like, oh, you can order it online. I want it now. Like people come to wrestling. I have a pocket full of money usually. Like, give me a reason to give it to you. Make me regret it. What I listen. I saw Rob. We went to a show in Toronto. This is a few years back. Rob spent money on a championship belt because it was cheaper in Canada than it would be anywhere else for him to get it. He was like, yo, I'm about to get this title. Grabbed himself a replica belt, and it was cheaper. But you know what? The impulse buy was worth it because he still has it to this day, enjoys it, loves it for what it is. Same thing here, dog. Like, I, I just don't I don't understand why you wouldn't have that stuff. So like you said, at least they're recognizing that this needs to happen. This might be someone who grew too fast, though. Look at the beginning days of AEW. Darby Allen versus Joey Janela was a match that we paid 20 bucks for, I think, on a, a show. You would get matches like Cody versus Sammy Guevara. But then we eventually started getting into CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. We were getting towards Kenny Omega, John Moxley. You started getting bigger names added to this card. It wasn't just like Jericho versus whomever. It wasn't just Moxley versus whomever or Kenny versus whomever. Then it became 
But we've got Punk now, too. We got to get Punk a match. We've got Swerve, Keith Lee. They need a match. You got Ricky Starks, who's on the ascent, who needs a match. I think they just grew too fast and they didn't know how to slowly handle it and morph into these changes. A couple of these guys would have been great, but I think they picked up so many that it was rough for them. Uh, oh, Prince Rockstar says AEW's in a rebuild. I could agree with that. I would agree with that as well. Uh, Mike said, I want to see the Mountie come back. Good luck with that. I don't think they're going to bring him back anytime soon. AEW outgrew Dana Mrs. Matt a while back. Business cannot be soft-hearted. Uh, Triple H's mm-hmm. biggest fault will be not signing Will. Will Ospreay? Mm-hmm. We'll see how that turns out. I don't know. That might be Will might regret that. We'll see. You never know how that turns out. AW caught fire when WWE was lost in the woods with the Gomez situations, but then you let the golden goose slip through your fingers. Now WWE has momentum. But people also acted like Triple H had the book and everything changed. Me and Sean went back through. We've told you how everyone's been booked. We did that. That was a show for us. I don't even remember what episode it was, but we went through it. This is back in August. Look at what he's done in a year. We're like, what have you done with all these people? Has anybody three really three letters? M E H. Nah. Yeah, we had Cody elevated, but you had to do that. You got Jade. You're treating Jade like a big deal, but where's she been lately? Even Punk. Punk's not on TV every week. He's going to be on TV a couple times leading into. I think he's in the Portland Raw, another Raw. Uh, in a couple house shows, and then he's at the Rumble. Is Punk part-time or is he full-time? Are you sending Punk home because you don't want the problems? I don't know. Some of this stuff isn't on Punk. It might be on Triple H. Super facts, bro. Um, yeah, Prince, uh, it's like a soft reboot, if anything. They need a soft reset every year anyway. WWE does, too. They call it the Road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Shout out to Justin Leaper. Big shout out to the homie Justin Leaper, yeah, creator of uh, Road to WrestleMania. And shout out to whoever just texted me. That was loud, scared me. Uh, Easy E said, always good with merch and uh, FanDuel handles it now. Some of the stuff is ugly, but they take full advantage of the IP and your pockets. You can always get what you get. AW shirts can't get uglier, LOL. Some are good. Some look cheap lately. Yeah, sometimes they're just trying to throw shirts out too quickly where I'm like, hey, let's let's make this look cool. One of yeah. my number one things is, Sean, when I wear a wrestling shirt, I don't want people to see it's a wrestling shirt. You know why I like these? It's not even just because it's CM Punk. It's because it's not ugly. Right, it's a nice-looking shirt. I could wear this with some jeans, and someone might be like, are you from Chicago? Like, what's up? But No, I'm just a wrestling fan. That's it. You know, 100. or... Why why am I wearing these? Because I'm going to be wearing red sneakers, a red hat. Like the stuff has to go with who you are as a person. You got to make that swag work. Look at you're wearing black and gold. If Sean had a, a Bullet Club gold pennant on with that, it would look nice. It would look nice. Like it works because that's the swag he's going for when it comes to this. I'm just saying things to think about AEW when you're putting stuff on, when you're when you're coming out with the with the goodness. All right. AEW doesn't run out. They don't have it. I've been to two shows, and what they had at the merch table is what they had. Well, I've been to some of the bigger shows, McKinney, and they ran out of stuff, too, where they're like, yeah, we don't have any more Forbidden Door shirts. How? What? You don't have much here. What do you mean you don't have Forbidden Door shirts anymore? It's crazy. It's crazy. 
Uh, WWE doesn't need Will Ospreay. They got Ricochet at home. Wow. <laughs> when uh, when AEW was about to do that story with Bow Wow, that's when I knew. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough day. Yes. Oh, poor Bow Wow. Someone said if Triple H calls Bow Wow, it's over for AEW. I saw that. Oh, my uh, God. Punk is uh, in small doses to keep him under control. Design, design, design. Speaking of t-shirts, New Japan is selling a B.A. Danielson shirt. I have not seen that, Matt. You may have to send me that. But I haven't really checked Twitter too much today. Um, And by the way, our handles are underneath if you want to follow us on Twitter, IG, you know, things like that. You guys can always do that as well. Always looking for it. Sean, you're on threads, kind of, right? Did did I give you? I gotta get you on uh, Blue Sky. That that seems okay. to be the next one that's coming up. I got a code for you. Remind me to give you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get you on there. That's it's an invite only one right now. Uh, I'll DM you the shirt. Matt just said. Uh, Cray said I like wrestlers wearing their shirt for at least a month. Too many new shirt designs. Yeah, that's just internet. Like things happen faster and faster. They're doing ones where people get black eyes. They're like, let's put out a shirt of Britt Baker next week. And I'm like, slow down on that. I mean, I wasn't yeah. mad at it, but I was like, mm, if you guys would have just waited a week, you'd have been like, ah, this really isn't that big a deal. Exactly. <laughs> this isn't that big a deal. Um, I don't know. Well, Sean, let's talk, let's talk best of 2023 here. I know I took this uh graphic. Uh, it's a lot of WWE stuff. It could be some AEW stuff. But what what are you? What were some of the moments you've enjoyed so far for this year? Like, it's titled "Best of 2023." Uh, same for you guys in the chat. Tell me a couple big moments that matter to you. It could be like one, two, three. We can go through a couple. You guys could put some randomly out there. Well, I want to talk. First of all, I want to make sure I mention the rise of Rhea Ripley. I think she's ascended to be the probably the number one female wrestler in the company right now in WWE. Also, I really think that we need to talk about the Usos um, all the way up until uh, the summer. They were the hottest thing in the industry. Um, that money in the up. bank, bro. We were talking about this offline. We got to bring this up. That money in the bank was a SmackDown they were on. It was just the Friday. The Friday after Money in the Bank, Madison Square Garden. I was there, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was there. It was nuts. Um, and, you know, obviously, Swerve Strickland. And I also think that the return of Edge was really good, even though it's kind of, you know, fell on tough times recently. But um, the biggest thing I would say, that's kind of a small list I have. But I want to really put an exclamation point uh, for 2023 over the name Christian Cage. I think Christian Cage really became, uh, reinvented himself and has been amazing in 2023. It is mind-boggling how he has um, cultivated the wrestling world and made himself a a big name once again. And um, as we've said in previous shows, some people would say it's arguable. I don't think there's an argument at all. I think Christian is doing, at this stage in his career, the best work of his entire life. So um, I'd say definitely best 2023 has to be Christian Cage. Man, yeah, those are definitely some uh, interesting things. For me, I've really enjoyed like the the ascent of uh, Gunther as the Intercontinental Champion. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. they went forward with stuff the way that they did. 
Um, I'm very happy that he's gotten to beat Honky Tonk Man's title reign. That might be just a little bit because I'm not a Honky Tonk Man fan either, but uh, he got to defeat that reign. I think Gunther's the real deal. He's a future main eventer for them. I just hope they handle everything right with him moving forward. And it's crazy to think like a few weeks before uh, Gomez wasn't in the position anymore, they wanted to take the belt off of him. He wasn't failing him anymore. Like, thank goodness that didn't happen. Um, looking at it, I'm happy for the impact wrestling. I thought they've had a really good year and surprising us with some really good cards. Alex Shelley, someone who I did not predict to be the champion has done a tremendous job filling in when Macklin and Josh Alexander went down and they're running with the motor city machine guns up at the top right now, all love and respect to what they're doing over there. And now TNA wrestling is going to be back. Like that's a huge deal in my opinion as well. Um, you talked about the Usos, the bloodline. That was the hottest thing going from January to about July. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, it's taken a little bit, hit a little bit of a rough patch lately, but 100% all the way through. It, it uh, hit a rough summer, patch with Jimmy Super Kick J. Yeah. SummerSlam 2023 is when it all ended in my book. Yeah. It, it was just that if you were going to do it, you had the chance to do it, you know? Yeah. Look at when the Usos got the first pinfall over Roman, how big of a deal that was. That was a big – he never – he hadn't been pinned in a long time. They let Jay Uso pin him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you, bro. Don't ever say Roman didn't make anybody, like, in this. Like, no, I don't want family. That wouldn't be accurate at all. No, saying the Roman never made anybody, that's, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's done more than p- his predecessor, we'll say, who was the last oh, top dude. face of the totally. company. Totally. Um, I even thought the stuff with Cody was really good, Paul Heyman and him. I never thought it would work so masterfully. It has. Um, AEW, this Continental Classic, I've really, really enjoyed it. I thought that yeah. this has been a tremendous tournament. This is something I'd like to see them keep. Now, can AEW do a tournament every quarter? I think we need to look at things. This is and this is another thing. Like you said, it's been five years. Let's sit down and look at what tournaments are working, what tournaments are not. Why are we doing this tournament? Why are we doing this tournament? If we're doing these two tournaments, how about if we have to vacate a belt, let's do this instead. Let's do that instead. Let's not do another tournament because AEW is just tournament, 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 tournament. You get one for uh, the lead-up to your show in New York City, the Grand Slam tournament. You right. got the Owen Hart Cup tournament for women and men. You've got the tournament now with the Continental Classic. It's a lot. It's a lot. Then you got Ring of Honor tournaments and blah, blah, blah. Ring of Honor, cool thing that they brought back. They delivered on pay-per-views. Maybe it's time to look at what's Ring of Honor's future. Um, yeah, definitely time to look at that as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see what some of the people are saying. Let me see what Mike put in here. Do you guys think AEW Fight Forever had a chance for a comeback, or should they go with Fight Forever 2, take a couple years, get their game together like the fans want? Ooh. I'm going to throw that to you, Sean. I'm, I'm going to – we'll jump into this question, I guess. I, I think I think it has a chance, but it would have to definitely be something that <laughs> – there have to be some major improvements. Um uh, I don't think it was this. Fight forever. If you ask my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
No, I was going to say, I don't think it was them, if you ask my opinion. But I heard I think Fight Forever 2 and just taking some time would be the best, most prudent thing to do. So you're saying just take the take the couple hits on the chin, yeah, maybe put out that season three. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where we're at at this point, honestly. But, but Sean, look at where video games are today. And I, I know this is a sidebar thing, but it sounds like video game fans will enjoy this. When it comes down to wrestling video games in today's market, bro, it's different than when me and you were growing up playing video games. Sean, what was the first wrestling video game you remember like really being into or getting? Uh, Raw versus SmackDown versus Raw, like 09, I think it was. Really? So that was like one of the first ones you got. Like, I remember getting like Royal Rumble, like on Sega, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like um, WrestleMania, like WrestleMania for like Sega Genesis. Okay, I had um, you're talking about like the arcade one, or you talking about the arcade one? Yeah, all right, because Super WrestleMania was my jam too, a little bit. I had the what my first wrestling game was the one with Hulk Hogan. Boss Man, I think it was WrestleMania Challenge. I want to say that was the name of it. I'd have to look it up. Where they had like the music playing, but it was like 8-bit, like do, 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 right. do, 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 Whatever. You got like 10 hits. First one to get to 10 hits, then you win the match. Yay, blah, blah, blah. I loved playing those games when I was a kid, dude. It was so much fun. And um, when it comes down to it, I think that Fight Forever is um, – let me see here. I think Fight Forever's in a good spot to release this season three DLC and see if they can get. Uh, well, um, I know you're a tremendous advocate, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, but it's not that. I think if season three can deliver, then cool. Maybe, maybe there's still some way to pump life back into this. But if not, um, they, they're going to have to make that move, in my opinion, and just. Try to get Fight Forever 2. It's going to be hard for them to get a developer, though. What I'm saying is, when we grew up, Sean, I was just watching someone play like Home Alone on Sega. I had that game. I had Street Fighter 2. I had Sonic. I had games that I didn't know what they were even about because you could take those chances back in the day. Now, games are 70 a pop, bro. Sean, I'm watching every review, interview, gameplay. I'm like, is this worth $70 or nah? Okay. And I think, you know, I think the answer more than, more than not is the answer is no, more than likely. Right. Um, let me let me see here. Uh, hard to believe Christian is a talking point from 2023. Oh, it's it sounds right. Cray said now if they had the bloody Becky shirt, that probably would have been a hit like bloody Austin. They probably should have done that. The Judgment Day on Raw and the Bloodline on SmackDown. Judgment Day is weird. They're like hit or miss for me if I enjoy them or not. Uh, I mean, Triple they have another. Yeah, the booking of Rhea Ripley is great. The pr- issue with Rhea Ripley is the whole um, – how do I want to put this? The whole, like, you, there's no competition within her division, and it's kind of like, uh, uh SmackDown. run rough shot over the division, which is making it a little boring. Yeah. Um, let me see here. That was me responding to McKinney. Impact has had an amazing year back at TNA. Love the signings of Kushida and Dana Luna in uh, TNA Wrestling. Towards the end of the year, Impact Wrestling has had much better pay-per-views than WWE easily. Impact's writing is really good. I always tell people that, man. Continental Tourney has been much better than the others. Owen Hart Tourney, no one cares about the women's hardly see them anyway. Wow. Um, hmm. 
right? Shout out to Mike too for uh, loving what we said about the swag and the colors matching on things. Gunther makes the IC title hot. The Bloodline story was fire. The Judgment Day is coming together, bringing back videos that show stars and building them up. Nakamura's been presented much better, I think, too. But you gotta let them win. That's the issue with some of the WWE folks. Uh, E's coming in. Fight Forever Solid Foundation. The more they build on it, better sequel. The beautiful thing is that they own the engine, so it's not like it goes with the developer. And if it doesn't work out, change the developer. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I wish they locked down Brian Williams and Justin Leeper. Always bag fumble. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Uh, I would love to see Gunther versus the Beast Brock Lesnar. Be careful what you wish for, Mike. That's all I can say with that. Uh, they dropped the ball on Fight Forever and haven't recovered. I think it's a good game, Deanna, but it, I, I like the gameplay. I can see why people say that, though. Dev Studios are closing left and right. It only took Saints Row reboot to shut their doors. AEW is better off trying a live service and have small L's and big learning opportunities. True that. AEW taking a chance on themselves all in at Wembley Stadium. I mean, Sean, we talked about that a lot. That was a dub, right? Right. I would agree. I think they definitely did their thing, and I think it was a pay-per-view that was worthy of running it back next summer. Right. Um, let me see here. We talked about Continental Classic Forbidden Door. I loved Forbidden Door. I was there live. That was such a great show. Kenny and Will Ospreay might have had best match. Stars stepping up, smooth over. AW will bounce back in 2024. I'm with it. Merry Christmas, guys, coming in late. God bless you all. Vinny, thank you. The only Vinny that we like. I'm stealing Sean's uh, stealing Sean's gimmick. <laughs> only Vinny we like around here. Uh, people will literally say this game plays great, but I'd rather play the worst game with the better graphics. You can't win. Uh, would y'all like to see great Muda in WWE games? Yeah, I would love to see Muda. I'm a big oh, yeah. Muda. Liger. Long overdue, by the way. Long overdue. Muda, Liger, and Chono, but they, there's got to be something difficult to get them in there, like with their rights or what they can own about it. <laughs> One of the biggest favorite fails of the year, Bobby Fish. Where's the lie? He thought yeah. he was going to get a great reaction, and it was crickets. It was crickets. Um, but listen, guys, we, we, we could be here all day talking about this. Um, wrestling fans always want to compare stuff. No palette for variety. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Um, everyone thinks Cody's finishing the story at 40. We're going to have to wait and see about that. I'm sure we're going to have coverage of this uh, all the time. But listen, Sean, I know that you are with family. You're out in Miami. You got to run. We actually went a little over what we expected, but that's all good. Not a problem. Not at all. Not Sean, at all. Sean, yeah, I want to take out of here go ahead do your thing man uh i appreciate you merry christmas to you and the family i hope you guys enjoy the company tonight enjoy yourselves and i want to say love you thank you for doing the show thank you for taking a chance on me 69 episodes ago I'm grateful for the partnership thank you wanted to show some love brother all right well number one you took a chance on me so uh, thank you. Um, I love you too. You become my friend, my brother. I appreciate you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. Your beautiful family. Um, to the chat, we appreciate you guys, man. You know, 69 episodes in a row is nothing to sneeze at. You know, we really appreciate each and every one of you participating. Our audience has grown, which means that we must be doing something right. And we want you to just continue. Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. That's what it's all, all about.
you know, of course we have the t-shirts and the merchandise and stuff like that. But the most important thing is to tell a friend to tell a friend because the more people that watch the more likely we are to continue moving on and on. So I already told you that the goal is to get to a hundred episodes. Once we get to a hundred, the goal is to get to 200 episodes. So we just want to continue the momentum and continue to grow the brand. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, this is the most special time of year for me and my family. So we want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. Um, truly grateful um, to God and to all of you and to Conrad. Once again, Conrad is such a humble dude, but the truth of the matter is, which he would never admit, he's the one who took a chance on me. He has a much bigger audience and a much bigger following than I do. And um, I'm just so humbled and appreciative of him who has evolved not only from a co-host and a colleague to somebody that is my friend. So uh, I love you, my brother. Quills, we love you too, man. God bless you. Listen, each and every one of you, M. Leezy, Quills, McKinney, uh, Guy Will Gamble, Deanna, JJ, everybody, man, you know what I'm saying? Joel, we appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much. Each and every person, every family represented, God bless. Be encouraged. Remember that at the end of the day, um, treat others how you want to be treated. You know what I'm trying to say? At the end of the day, just if, if you want love shown, show love. If you want care shown, show care. If you want peace shown, show peace. So with that being said, on behalf of my brother, my brother, Conrad Cushman and myself, may God bless you during this holiday season. Well, we, we will be here live at our regular start time of 6.05 Eastern Standard Time next Monday night, January 1st, 2024. This will be, if you can believe it or not, this will be our third calendar year. I know it's 60, how is it third calendar year? It's 69 episodes, but think it, we started in 2021, which we started in 2022 through 2023 and now into 2024. So even though it's only 69 episodes, it's calendar year wise, it's crossed over. So we want to thank you guys for entering that third calendar year with us. We appreciate you guys and may heaven smile upon you this holiday season and forever. So for the last time in 2023, until we see you next year, God bless and remember evil never prevails.